All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Council of Lit. We out here, <clears throat> and we got a very wonderful guest this week, AZ. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks for joining us, bro. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, bro, um, I mean, AZ, bro, you're a conscious underground hip-hop artist and um, beautifully gifted lyricist. Mm, thanks, bro. You and I did a podcast together, but um, did. I didn't really post it yet, so here you are with Wolfgang and the crew. Welcome, so, bro. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for taking the time. Cheers. Again. Yeah, One we know more. you're a busy guy. Thanks for, more. Of course. Thanks for making we space all for are. us. We're Cheers. all super busy people, and uh, for real, though, it's massive. Just have to okay. say that, yeah. All right. Bro, I and, um, and by that he means the love we all share together. Yeah, Sorry. something that um, we were talking about before the mics. Came I was on. I was listening to some of the songs you sent me, bro, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I was literally getting like chills. Like I was driving around in my truck, like Thanks, listening bro. to your music. And uh, you can find AZ on as a Arizona White on Spotify. Yeah, you, but, you um, got the I was Spotify literally, going. Yeah, I was getting chills, dude. How, yeah, how long has that you. been since you got that going? A little over a year. Right on. It was like January of 2020 or December of 2019. And okay. It, it's like fluctuated. I've never even gotten more than like 120 monthly listeners. Okay. Um, not that that matters, but I, I haven't like done any PR with it yet. And I really wanted to wait until I got one, a substantial catalog and two, music that I really, really stand by. And while I am grateful for what I put out and Janica and some other great musicians are on there, it just like... I'm still climbing, I'm still figuring it out, but this next album that's got like anywhere between 15 and 20 songs, I'm gonna whittle it down. Oh wow. It feels really good, and any artist will think that, that their newest stuff is their best, but I feel like I've taken a big evolutionary leap in my style and my way of delivery, so I'm really excited to start dropping singles. Yeah, you, uh, you're kind of like incorporating like almost like more melodies into it, not just like yeah, just freestyle. Yeah, I sent you some of the songs uh -huh. from it, yeah. I can see you're kind of diversifying your, singing your, more. your craft, yeah. And I've got, um, this is really cool, uh, the Grouch, Eli, Zion I, and Lily Fangs are all getting on this next album, and it's really exciting because I like, I love all these artists, and like the living legends and Zion I like I was like in college bumping Zion I like coasting and like it's, it's really really dope to be working with some people now that I used to just like think huh well they've made it and so they're all underground but still getting to watch how other people do it and yeah. then see their style and the way that they communicate and lay down their flows as quick as they do it's been really humbling and teach me a lot that's sick bro yeah, yeah, when does the you. album drop? What is the name of it? Yeah, when can the people <laughs> look out for this? It's called Mixed Feelings. And uh, actually, I wanted it done by like New Year's. That was my goal. So I don't have a set date. 2021? Right no, of 20, like New Year's. Oh. Yeah, this year, like right after your birthday, bro. I just wanted to have it start releasing singles. But okay. so far, none of the singles are 100% done. They're, most of them are like 90 plus percent done, but they it, need to be mixed and mastered still. So You can't rush perfection, bro. I mean, it's the same thing with the podcast. You know, we, We're stockpiling content, and uh, we're going to start releasing the heaters pretty soon. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll link all, everything in the description for all you guys to be able to tune into this lyrical legend, AZ. Um, but Too on that note, to call me a lyrical legend, bro, but thank you. He won't accept compliments, but his shit's fire. So you need to tune in and, uh, give this guy some likes and listens on, on the old Spotify. But, um, what I wanted to ask you, bro, is, mm -hmm. um, when did you first get into rap and what kind of inspired you to do that? Was mm -hmm. it just like 
music that you had been listening to? Was it something that happened naturally? Was it, what was it? Um, I was surrounded by, I grew up by the Navajo reservation in Arizona, like on the border. So most of my friends were Navajo and of Hispanic background. And that was hip hop was like how I was introduced. Like once I got into fifth, sixth grade, all my friends were listening to like explicit content music that I wasn't supposed to be listening to. Got in trouble, my mom found out. And I was just super into it. And I'd have these weird fantasy dreams about like rapping, but it was like an impossible thing. It was absolutely like, there's no way. It was just like a daydream thing that I would ever be able to do that. And I tried and I remember like listening to Nelly. Do you remember Country yeah. Grammar? I remember like, um, actually memorizing a few of his songs and like rapping them back with him and that was like a big deal to me to be able to memorize like another artist rhyme and then rap back and i felt like i was doing it with him like it was just something some way to express myself and then i did poetry and i actually got like entered into a poetry contest and i'd won some like writing at least one or two writing awards when I was in elementary school, so like English and like writing was just kind of something that came to me very naturally and I read books at a young age, so words nice. became something that I found easier than almost anything else. Not, and I still have a long ways to go. But then just one of my friends, Jerry Pabro, he's like, hey bro, I think I told Kaylee this on the last podcast. He, he's like, let's, write, let's freestyle. And it was just so alien to me of like not knowing what to do. It was like, if you try and tell a blind person, like, all right, describe color to me, it's like, there's no point of reference, and I was so bad. Didn't know what I was doing, and then we wrote out our rhymes, and when I wrote mine, like, and he wrote his, I wrapped mine first, and he just like crumpled up his and threw it in the garbage. And I told Kaylee, yeah. I was convinced that he just thought it was so bad. <laughs> he was just like, I'm not even gonna fuck with this kid, like, this is a waste of time. But later I thought about it, and I was like, man, I think I actually like I brought a little bit of some like a twelve year old heat there, like little eleven year old like vibes. I like talk some shit to him, like a little rap battle written out. And then I just started freestyling and then smoking weed, like getting drunk and smoking weed. Like it lowers your inhibitions, especially getting drunk. Maybe not weed so much, people mm. get paranoid, but when I started drinking a lot, which I started at a very young age, like at eight. But when I really started I, Yeah, like if I could sneak alcohol, I got drunk at like eight and then What I were was, you drinking? Whiskey, Damn. vodka, gin, anything I could get my hands on, beer. Animal. It was my first drug. Okay. So, but like when I started drinking with friends and we would freestyle, it was like right away, like you just like let go of all your inhibition. And I just I remember see. like being almost blackout, just rapping my, as much as, as long as I could. We thought it was so good too. And I'm sure if like, <laughs> if you listen to it back, it'd be like, yeah, blah. like it'd be total nonsense. But in your head, you just feel like, yo, I'm fucking killing it. This is the... All I need to do is drink and I'm a badass rapper. <laughs> and I'm I'm so sure it would have been like cr the most cringy thing ever if we listened back to us rapping while we were drunk that it, it would be embarrassing. But it, it helped you to like open up a channel? Yeah. Like to like let go of that fear, just let it flow? Practice, just practice. I don't even remember making a switch, but I just like kept practicing, practicing. And then I never did a talent show. I was still scared to do it in front of people. I would get like a lump in my throat when I rapped around new people or if mm. they're like, oh, I heard you rap in high school mm. and I get really nervous rapping around girls that I liked. And it wasn't until I moved to Kauai that I met Mammoth and JP at Janica's Inertia. Did you ever go there to Inertia? No. It was this little studio by Hoku. It's like by the skate park. 
it's, there's like a tattoo shop next to it right around the bend as you're driving to the skate oh. park and Janik used to rent it out with Mammoth oh, and we I would go up there I, I know that yeah. zone we had, Thor would come through like all these rappers yeah. like a bunch of hippies JP Jaguar Paw and I started rapping with Mammoth and all of a sudden I'm like yeah dude like I fucking love rapping I've never gotten on stage and then pretty soon like I just got up there with JP at a at um, Kava Bar mm-hmm. and then Mammoth started calling me up and he'd have like shows and he called me up to his shows and it was like a huge thing where like I felt slightly competitive with Mammoth, but he was so loving and humble when it came to rap that it was, I think he had a competitive nature too that I could feel like we both like really mm. loved freestyle, but he had so much more experience and just moving, moving to Kauai and having a new, not necessarily identity, but like a fresh start of mm. like, nobody knows that I can't do this on a stage is what got me going so that's a very long-winded way of saying how i started rapping but. i mean that's sick mm-hmm. bro it's kind of like how you started up till up till now really thank you yeah it's been a really cool experience wow and now i want to do it for a living like and i am i don't need to make millions from it but i am doing what i love and if only one person listens or nobody listens at least i really fucking love doing it are you doing shows anywhere or just everything Not online since COVID, right now? bro. Yeah. I did. I got to open for Zion. I will open. I got to like Desperado Orchestra, another opening act. Let me rap during his set a couple okay. times. And it was for Zion. I who came through. And since then, I think that was the last one that I did like a last actual quote unquote show. And then COVID came around and ain't been nothing, but it's going to happen. Again. Is that something you're interested in doing more of? Yeah, shows as, as it opens for starts sure. to open up more. A hundred percent. Okay, I might I might have an opportunity that okay. something just came to mind because um, I don't know if it was like a month or two ago there was that um, it was kind of like a artists fair that we did in Anahola. Our friend Jana, um, she's oh, got a yeah. she's got I a store her. there. Jana is so cool. Yeah, and um, freaking Tubby and Amber came and they played and. It was lit, bro. But we're talking about just doing recently. It. Yeah, Tubby and Amber came yeah. On another on like, island. Yeah, I mean it was like quick. Wow. Um, but it was like a couple months ago, and it was cool. A bunch of artists were there. Tori and I had a little setup with her art and crystals, and a bunch of people from the community came, and it was it was sick, bro. And then yeah, there's there's a bunch of music artists that came through, and um, they're talking about doing it again. Um, I think this month or next month. And so maybe if, if you wanted to do a little set there, that's something we could yeah, we could do. Thank you, bro. That'd yeah. be really cool. That'd be fucking lit. That'd be amazing. I'd love to perform a couple of the new ones that I just put together. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Yeah, you should put your new ones on Spotify too, bro. So when people put, when people hear this. Put what on Spotify? Put your new songs on Spotify, your new tracks. Yo, that's the plan. Yeah, they're yeah. not yet. That we're just none of them are 100 percent done yeah. like so how, did, how does the editing uh process go for that like you it's out of my realm of expertise so, so you're working with someone who does that a couple people okay and this is the thing when you work with like stoners for one or <laughs> and i'm not blaming anybody like not even all of them are stoners but people have lives right now they're they're hustling their asses off um i paid multiple people advances and like i'm really being i'm and tend to be gentle and respectful and put no pressure on people but at the same time be upfront if i like think hey this should this could be done by now you know it's been two months or whatever mm-hmm. that you've had this song that you've been editing and but they're your friends too so it's that fine line of not wanting to be a dick and right. um, trusting too that if it's taking this long that i've had so many songs like to me my part's done like i've rapped i've sang 
I put it out there. I'm giving it to people to finish like mixing and mastering and getting like features on them. It's like I've done my best that I can. And mm-hmm. after that, I'm trusting that the timing of why they've taken so long to get done. It's almost like a weird thing of like the universe saying, hold up, like you think you want it out now, but we see that higher view of like, it's going to be way better if you just wait. Like there's something, there's a reason why. So I've just been surrendering and being like, if I've done the best that I can, then I just got to let it go and keep rapping on new shit until the other ones drop. So patience is bitter, but it's fruit is sweet. That's some wisdom, man. It doesn't have to be so bitter too. I recognized if I don't linger on it, mm. like always being present is like the key to happiness. Like you don't, I don't need to be focused on what could have been, what should be, what will be mm. just like what's in front of me. Oh, I need a new beat then. Like, let's just keep writing, keep rapping, keep going. And then the new thing will just satisfy my hunger. I don't need necessarily to drop it out and prove to people. That was an ego thing. Uh. had a bunch of people being like, yo, when's the album coming out? Like a bunch of people. And all of a sudden I'm like getting in my head, like, fuck, I need to like, I need to prove, I need to mm-hmm. share. Like I would catch myself thinking this at times of like, I want to keep momentum going. Yeah. And how, how have you uh, been like dissolving your ego with like, how do you put yourself out there without it being an ego thing? Or Well, ego is personality, right? Like it doesn't ego in Latin mean self. I could be wrong. I thought it did. Like we need ego distinguishes, we've talked about this many times. Ego ego distinguishes me from you. Cause we're all basically, if you want to get hippy dippy about it, we're all light beings shining through these corporeal meat vessels. We're all one. Yeah, we're all one. But it's fun to have a conversation with one who has a slightly unique perspective. It's fun and to have A Z on the Council of Lit. Dude, I'm so grateful to be here. And my ego <laughs> didn't ever think about cancer council of lit like that's a cool thing that your ego got to come up with, <laughs> or that your higher self channel through your ego exactly so letting it go just not letting it rule me mm-hmm. is the best that i can but i'm still figuring that out every day nice <laughs> it's a fucking it can be a battle but it doesn't have to be so so how do you find inspiration for a lot of your songs and yeah. things that you you rap about does it just come from the ethers does it come from uh, content you listen to or watch or all experiences in your life yeah all of it I'll be listening like when I was listening to Chance the Rapper I realized I was like flowing like him a little bit and I've been listening to Code of the Friend and then some of his flow was coming through but as far as content though because like stylistically I might be inspired by other people mm-hmm. but my content I really think it just comes like we all channel if you paint like your partner Tori mm-hmm. is an amazing painter she is just flowing. I'm sure she's inspired when she sees whales breaching or a beautiful sunset, but as well, like you see these cosmic paintings that I really believe she's just pulling from her imagination, mm-hmm. which is like the divine mind. What, how could you explain imagination or dreams to anybody unless you're like, yeah, you're literally tapped into the infinite fractal universe of all that is, and it just shows itself to you in infinite forms. You could pick any of them. It's like a beacon or a, a conduit happens with rap i hear a good beat and it's done like i just start word vomiting if it's a really good beat but i'm super picky it's like a woman either you're attracted to her you're not like you know well i shouldn't for me it is like i have some friends they'll go home with anybody i don't know how they do it no viagra needed and a lot of rappers are like that like okay i see no viagra needed they can fuck on any song i can't do that it's literally either i'm hard or i'm not I see. Like either it's like I'm so, attracted to this. So what or, kind of beat gets you hard? 
uh, <laughs> metaphorically, euphemistically speaking. And literally. I can't. You'd have to just put it out there, yeah. It's usually acoustic. Like You're, it's, you're talking about lo-fi stuff too, right? Yeah, like, it's usually got strings. Okay. If it's got, because I come from a piano background, like playing oh. piano as a kid. So I noticed I love songs with piano, but same with guitar, with like a good bass, um, even an ukulele or violin, but things that have a more acoustic nature with like, then you can have a synthetic beat. Nice. Like drawn over it. Those are the ones that call to me more than anything. And my highest dream is to purely be an acoustic band with like a real drummer. And I've done that. I've gotten to perform at a couple of shows, like even The Roots. Yeah. Like I got to perform once with them. Wow. Where, was it Adam? Living Roots, you mean? No, the Tangled Roots. Oh, Tangled Roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Lil... Like, um, well, they had a name change there, I think. Okay, too, so. Tubby wasn't there, Amber wasn't there, but it was at Stellar Gardens. Adam and Brian. Adam, yeah, it was Adam, and he he was like, yeah, bro, hop on, and that was like that's happened a couple of times where I got yeah. to play with live bands, and before I ever got on a stage, I was at a show, Spongle. You seen Spongle? Yeah. Spongle, yeah, Spongle. I remember I was like higher. I was maybe on mushroom. No, I think I was just high in Flagstaff before I'd ever rapped on a stage watching a Spongle show and which is not anything like what I'm talking about but I just had a vision when I was meditating there during the show that I would wanted to be I saw myself on a stage with like a full like piece band mm -hmm. like guitar players and singers and that's like the greatest excitement I personally get is when I'm with a real life band nice. and I'm grateful I've gotten to have that a couple of times so wow yeah you like collaborations I love it man there's yeah, something to be said that. about that live that live creation, mm -hmm. that live setting. Mm -hmm. You got the audience too. You're feeding off the audience. Audience is feeding off you. You're mm -hmm. all there creating the moment together. I like that, bro. That's nice. Thank you, man. Well, it's fun too. Like yeah. when I freestyled with both of you guys, do you do either you fellows feel like that's something that you would want to do in the future to pursue, or is it purely just for fun? Like, it like should always me be getting for up fun. on stage and throwing yeah. down some lyrical that, Yeah, it should bombs. always be for fun, but would you ever want to take it to that next level of getting on a stage and doing it in front of people and performing? Maybe if it was know. with you, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd be down. I'm, I'm not... I'm out of practice. I've, I've played um, some instruments. I played a little piano when I was a kid. I was working on the ook there for a bit when I was working at the ook shop. Mm -hmm. I was practicing like every day when I worked there, but... Um, it's kind of like fallen off my main focus lately, which I'm a little bit sad about, but I pick it up every now and again, and I still love to jam, and I think it's all about set and setting for me, you know, the right people and the right situation. Like, when I'm with you and I grab the ook and we just start going, I can feel the vibe and I can feel the energy, you know, but some other times, it's like you just roll up on a bonfire and it's just like some randoms and they're jamming and it's just like, eh, you know, I'm not, I'm a little sensitive and picky mm -hmm. in that sense too, but... Um, I, I did a performing when I was when I was younger I, I was in the choir so I did a lot of singing ah. um, and I also did this thing called the chorale where we had audition for it and um, we would like dress up in tuxedos and dresses and we would travel around to different places around <laughs> around the, the state yeah and like I had um, no idea yeah yeah and like we would do solos and shit and that was a lot of fun so I have stage experience um, although I do also have stage fright um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. And when you, when you, when you were talking about being on stage and, and that energy, like I can feel it in my own body, like the excitement and the energy that, that you can create and cultivate while being in a space like that. So it's not something I've thought about lately, but you bringing it up definitely inspires me to maybe think about doing something like that. You're young too, man. Even if you weren't, you'd, you have plenty of time to do it. Thanks bro. We could all, we could be 80 fucking five 
and still do it. There's that country singer who got big in like when he was like in his 60s. I'm trying to remember who it is now, but like I think he won Grammys, but he didn't make it until he was in his 60s. Like just a hard, rough and tumble, blue collar <laughs> life of performing at like dive bars probably, and he finally fucking made it. And it's like it's never too late. Like that was the journey his soul needed. Yeah. But making it isn't really even a real thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like it's we, just about the moment, it. right? We've already yeah. Where if you're present in the it. moment, you've made it. Like you're rich. Right Being now. on that stage in front of that crowd in that moment, in that space and time, connecting with those people, like that's what it's about. You know, making a difference mm-hmm. in the lives of the people that you touch and can work with. A hundred percent, man. I agree. I mean, numbers on a screen when they go up, that definitely gets your endorphins pumping too. Like views, listens. Be the ego. That's that. where the ego can come in yeah like i've noticed that for sure yeah it's alluring to have attention and it is like the whole idea of wanting to be loved is probably what drives so many people in the entertainment industry is they don't love themselves 100 percent or believe that they're deserving of love and i think fame is such uh an attractive idea because on the highest level and i could be totally wrong that i think we are all famous when you close your eyes and you have a, or you go on a DMT journey or you uh, just go on a deep meditation, like we're literally having our names chanted and we are special. But are you gonna live up to that specialness? Are you just gonna do something that's subpar that doesn't bring you happiness? Which is still okay, it's perfect. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, you could do anything. Just as long as fear doesn't hold us back. And I'm really grateful I got on a stage because I was scared. I really thought I was just wasn't good enough and I'd be rejected. And I'm still not going to pretend that I'm better than anybody or that I've made any type of level of accomplishment other than my own self of leaping over fears. But yeah, it's either do that or like stay in the uncomfortably comfortable zone of not taking any risk and not being worried about being rejected. Yeah, you gotta risk Absolutely. it to get the biscuit sometimes. Fuck huh? yeah, dude! Greatest fears got the greatest reward. Yeah, which is basically we've all said that like in multiple different ways, but it's yeah, it's like whatever the edge or the doorway of your darkness is, there's something really beautiful and light on the other side if you can walk through it. Yeah, you've done a lot of shadow work, bro. Like, how have you? Um, like, what changes in your life? So have you, man? I have. It's true. Yeah. It's still doing big time. But, um, how, like, what changes did you have to make in your own life to, to feel like you're pursuing your, your goal right now, your, like, your highest dream and passion? Because it's, like, it's not something that just happens overnight. You have to make active choices in your life, you know, to, to reach your highest goal. So, like, what did you have to do to kind of make that happen for yourself? It's like five minutes a day, put love into your craft, put energy. And I don't literally time it like that, but I've heard that from multiple people. When I listen to interviews from successful people, that whether you're a writer or a singer or a comedian or what have you or a painter, do that thing for five minutes at least. And when you have blockage, at least sit down with a piece of paper and pen and like try and write something. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay. And I do go through cycles where I don't create as much, but I intend to always give myself an opportunity every day to be like, are you there? Is that spark there? And if it's not, then I'll just go on a hike or I'll go play or work out or meditate or do whatever the next thing that's the most fun. But that is the greatest thing that I've learned is one loving myself and then just following my highest excitement at every moment and sometimes rapping isn't my highest excitement it's Mm -hmm. going to hang out with somebody I really care about and playing basketball or Mm -hmm. you know any number of things 
So just not stopping, like not if there is something I want to do and not getting in the way and blocking it is like really easy when you think about it. And a lot of people have blockages mm -hmm. that they don't realize they're self-sabotaging on a daily basis with. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing too, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you're not just a rapper. Like you've got yeah. other things that you love. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned basketball. Yeah, what, what are some other things that you basketball. really like to do? Like you, you like to work out. You like to ball. What else do you do, bro? This guy works out like every day. I know. Look at those pecs like popping day. through his freaking shirt, man. My man titties. Yeah, they just bounced when he said that. Yeah, they just do it involuntarily. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here, okay. <laughs> I love working out. It uh, it makes me feel really good and. There's, I'm sure there's levels of vanity to it in a way, but it doesn't, vanity is not really a fair word. I just love my body and I want it to be as clean and mm -hmm. healthy and feel as good as possible for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love playing basketball, which I transferred all of my momentum or most of my momentum from basketball into hip hop and music because I was obsessed with basketball like utterly obsessed every day it was like four hours of basketball for years wow or more just like in the gym shooting hundreds of shots if not like over a thousand a day and damn but I'm, I'm a decent height but i sure didn't get that like that huge growth spurt that i was praying for and i maybe could have gone and played in europe maybe 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 if i'd kept at it like i got a really good shot for a while and i felt pretty lethal but um I'm grateful that I didn't go that route because that shit is fucking work and the competition and the testosterone and the ego. I need to have an ego. And we, Kaylee and I have talked about this, like for you to be a good ball player and in the zone, there has to be like this warrior energy. Gotta hold that presence. Mm -hmm. It's strong. And I've like, it's, it's kind of scary how like I, you flip a switch and like I'll, I still play basketball all the time, but like when I'm really balling, it does change into this thing of kind of like a fuck you energy. Like you hit a game winner in somebody's face or like, you're just like, <laughs> you're just beating a team and you're slashing, you're hitting threes. <laughs> And you're getting steals and it does turn into this like it's yeah. battle it feels like you're going to battle like with yeah. your teammates and it's like d death if you lose this game like you're going to do whatever you can short of gouging somebody's eye out or like making them bleed to get them sometimes they do bleed that's good to feel that way though i think to have that that kind it's of energy passion, come right? up. yeah if but you, if, you, if you can channel if you, it in yeah, a yeah if you can way. do it in a yeah. positive way but i used to get on fights in the court oh damn i would like go way too much and it would turn into like and i would just attract people who were also like who were looking for a conflict and then I went the other route where like I went on a deep spiritual journey and when I try to come back into basketball while holding that energy if I was on a really like high mana like potent masculine type of court it didn't work at all I got like run over like people just walked all over me wouldn't pass me the ball or if I got it like my confidence mm. was gone and I just like I shoot it and I break it and dude's like why the fuck are you shooting like and I'm like no I'm I'm like fucking good and they're like yeah all right like don't pass him the ball and uh like I would think I'm good but I yeah. didn't display it like that I didn't hold myself so it probably comes up on stage hard. too like if you're ever like about to get stage fright or something but you have to like put yourself into this mode mm. where you're like I, I have to just make this shot I have to make this move I'm not gonna hesitate right or yeah music for me because there's no competition there has been like I, mm. I've done rap battles before and I don't like them mm. Like I actually did, pardon me, I actually did a rap battle with um, some friends at like this radio station or not a radio, it was, it was a promotional thing, but I didn't battle anybody. I just wrapped my ass up about things that had nothing to do with battling and just was flexing with like lyrics. But 
and I came in second place. So my buddy tore into me. Um, but yeah, you're right, dude. Getting on stage, it can happen with the ego stuff of like everybody's observing me and all that. But anytime I started to get fears or the shakes before I'd go on, I'd remember like, this is what I love to do. I would just take a deep breath and be like, this is what you love to do. And right away, I could just go into the music and I didn't have to think about what other people were thinking. But with basketball, people are relying on you. Like, it's a thing. Like, I would have ego trips about, like, letting down my teammates if I missed a big shot or making a bad pass. And you could apply this to anything in life if you yeah. have people that you feel like are, like, if you, you have a family, for instance. Yeah. Like, wanting to provide for them. Maybe that's not a fair analogy, but... The idea of you are making really critical decisions that affect other people in mm -hmm. a sense because of that synergistic bond that you're all creating for each other and trusting each other. Yeah. And music is like definitely if you're in a band, you don't want to like play the wrong notes and let down your bandmates and I'm like fuck, bro. But right. mm -hmm. on the whole, music is so forgiving and loving that if you're really in the zone, it's just like go at it, like freestyle, mm, mix it, it up. It becomes telepathic where you can just like go on a riff with somebody and they start like soloing and I just love that the music I don't feel like I'm combating anybody mm. nice. you play sports so you're for sure duking it out like there's got to be a loser and a winner both music we're all winners man I fucking love that it's very kind of you oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> just feels better there's, there's less stakes I'm just I'm not going to be worried if I lose or win. Mm. I'm just having fun, and then I'm a winner for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You also meditate too, right? Yeah. yeah I do you, like to meditate. Yeah. You, you meditate like I, every day, huh? I do for over 10 years, about an hour a day when I wake up, and then usually more um, like in the day or the evening, like sunset. So what do you do when you meditate? I've been switching it up. I've been doing pranayama a little bit, which is just like or like Kriya breath work. And uh, it's, there's been so many different uh, paths that I've walked with meditation. But now where I'm at, it's not what I originally intended to do it for, but now it's just to feel good. Mm. It's literally just to feel good. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I did not have any stresses when I first started, so to speak, other than does she like me or doesn't she? Like, and that wasn't even a stress really. Uh, it was so minimal and then I went through such a dark night of the soul type of journey that it, all of a sudden I was like I need meditation to stay on this planet for me to feel like good in my own skin wow. and that's basically all it is like if I can feel good inside and then radiate that goodness that that just happiness and peace wherever I go I'm fucking solid I don't need to astral project I don't need to make contact with extra dimensional beings I, I love all that and those ideas and having done some of that stuff it seems like although I could be crazy um, it I'm, feels yeah. fucking good this is the council of lit bro yeah, no, I, I, yeah I'm down to I'm down as weird as it seems and off-putting I'm totally down to talk about that stuff yes yeah, so, I did want to talk about well, that yeah too, yeah actually, I mean like that's a good that's yeah. a good gateway there mm -hmm. you, you'd mentioned psychedelics too and mushrooms and things like that so so what What's your experience with that kind of stuff? And Did then, I mention them? Wait, yeah. Can we talk about that and also ET? Well, yeah. You, I think like, I think it's like kind of one in the same, though, the too. I think, I think it is. Like, How does your be, experience yeah. with psychedelics relate to your experience with meditation and connection with ETs, astral mm. projections, stuff like that? They're plant teachers, for sure. Like, the earth, to me, and my feelings are that the earth has given us cannabis and the fungus, the fungi... Uh, all these things like 
dimethyltryptamine. So grateful for all of the ayahuasca. I haven't played with San Pedro, but I mean, there's many other substances that we've all gotten into too, but mm -hmm. it's wonderful to meditate because I remember wanting to do a psychedelic and meditate with it. Like that was the next step. When I started meditating, I was like, oh, now I want to do it with an actual substance or I should say a plant teacher and like meditate after. Yeah. I want to ingest it of, and intentionally. Yeah. Cause for a long time it was like, I got fucked up. Mm. I didn't do that with psychedelics because I just didn't have much access to them. Like I didn't really do any psychedelics other than salvia in high school. Oh wow. I smoked a shit ton of weed. Like I smoked weed at lunch and then come back and do like debate my government <laughs> class. And like, I remember multiple times being like, what the fuck? Like having to go do something. I'm like, of course I have to do this now that I'm high. Like something that shouldn't have been happening that day. And being oh, like, no. now I'm in front of God knows how many people and I've got oh, to no. present an argument while I'm so stoned. Oh, no. It's happened to me multiple times. Like God just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, all right, you want to get high? Here you go. Like, um, but that I didn't. To me too. Yeah, dude, it's, it's so funny when that it's, definitely not a coincidence though yeah. right there's for sure like same with when you do mushrooms and you're like why is this happening or acid if you've ever had like some crazy shit happen while tripping and it's like now there's a connection here mm -hmm. but once i started meditating it seemed to coincide with when i started doing psychedelics they came really close so i didn't mm -hmm. have a huge party phase with anything other than mainly like booze and weed mm -hmm. and then it changed my whole perspective when i started meditating and taking these plant teachers and lsd and I went deep, just go deep, like left my body. I've been in like my friend's body, like body swapped where I'm looking at myself, my friend's shoes and literally feeling what he's feeling and, and like embodying his identity, which is really fucking cool. Like what talk about on? us being one. What were you on? Mushrooms. On mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. I remember that very vividly. Hmm. And I was like, I am Paul. And I was looking and we were on a couch and we were like the way that you and I are sitting, like I was looking at myself and I was thinking his thoughts and I was like, wow, all right. Yep. I, I've never heard of that. That's crazy. You were thinking his thoughts, but you were also thinking well, your thoughts. Well, I shouldn't say that. I wasn't thinking his thoughts, but I felt like you were him. feeling his energy. I've, I was in his, yeah, it wasn't like, it was as clear. I yeah. can't put like the way that I'm looking out of my eyes now, I was yeah. looking out of his looking at my body from yeah. a third person perspective. Why don't they call it third person, second person, but whatever, third person. And um, yeah, that was one of the first like out of body experiences that I can remember right off the top induced by psychedelics. And I hadn't even started really meditating at that time. This was pre-meditation, but I lost my mind that night. But pre-losing my mind, like before I lost it, that happened. And then I also like got lost in like a color where I like went on a ride into the color purple and I could taste it. What? And I like couldn't come back wow. into my body. These are the kinds of things that people want when they take psychedelics. I, I don't feel know like. if I would want that. Yeah. You're about, <laughs> about tasting know. colors and stuff. And But then it got, then I completely huh. lost my marbles where I didn't know where I was. I was in my mom's house and we'd, I'd taken like close to a quarter of these mushrooms. Oh my and gosh, that's a high dose. Bro. I would consistently I do an eighth to five grams when I first started. That's I was what, just that like was, fearless. Yeah. That's like the usual fearless. Um, like amount, I think. Like it's like an eighth is like mm -hmm. how much you should take. That, that's what you I should, heard when but I was I'm like, doing an eighth when I was like a minute, bro. Whatever, yeah. It's been a long time since I've taken <laughs> or an eighth or more, but I was just like 
all about take a quarter at a time or five grams. That's the heroic oh. dose, right? I didn't know that though. I was just like, I want to take as much as I can. Like we would yeah. just buy whatever we could and then okay, take so, them. So wait, I want to hear about this. You've lost your marbles and you were at your mom's yeah. house. So I, I, I'm was at my mom mom's. There? Uh, she no she there's no way she was there okay. because even though she knew I smoked weed and did all this stuff I wouldn't have felt comfortable god Going maybe she deep. was though maybe she was in bed and I just like I can't I feel like she wasn't though that she must have been at her boyfriend's in like another town because her boyfriend I think at that time lived in Phoenix or she would take trips like two hours away oh, okay. which is a whole another story because we would hotbox my house and she'd call me like multiple times <laughs> at like midnight be like I'm driving home like she had had a fight be like fuck and like have to air out this whole house and we've been smoking blunts and be like terrified like that stress i never really stressed the cops i ran away from the cops so many times and always got away thank god knock on wood i ran on foot and in a car and cops and i never once was scared of the cops it was like my mom if my mom catches me like this is gonna be bad and she caught me a lot she lay the smack down what'd she do yeah, she, I want, she didn't physically, I had some physical stuff with my parents when I was a kid a little bit, which, yeah, whatever, I've all forgiven, and all, but no, when I got older, it was just some type of thing about, like, she had a ferocious whirlwind of energy that mm. I had some type of fear from childhood about letting her down and being in trouble mm. that took me a long time to let go of, and I really admired, or I don't, wouldn't say admired, but that thing that my friends had, most of my, like, hoodlum friends I didn't give a fuck. I didn't understand that. How, like, I'd be at their house, and they'd be like, let's go sneak out and go to these girls' houses, or, like, whatever. Like, they're just so apt to, like, not give a fuck and get in trouble. And I'd watch them get in trouble, and it'd roll off them, like, water on a duck's back. And I didn't understand that, because I was terrified of getting in trouble by my parents. I see. Even though I did tons of fucked up shit. But anyways, um psychedelics yeah so i lost my marbles so what did that look like when you lost your marbles well i hadn't started meditating yet and so i was 18 i believe yeah i was 18 like it was the summer after i just graduated from high school i'm pretty sure and i didn't understand ego work or ego death and so I was going through a whole bunch of fear, but then I got so, so obliterated, like my house was breathing, I'm sitting on this couch and the whole house is like expanding and contracting, we're in this big living room, and then I forgot where I was, and I didn't know my name, I didn't know like what, where I, I like completely, if you imagine an insane person who's like, doesn't know why they're insane, I didn't know I was on mushrooms, I didn't, and it was scary. It's like if you gave a baby's brain and put a baby's brain in your body that wiped any type of notion of what reality yeah. is. It's like, oh man, like I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. Like I don't know these people. I had an experience like that yeah. before also. Was it on mushrooms? We no, it wasn't. What was I'll, it on? I'll tell you I after. Was, okay. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Com- coming back though was really cool. And I remember coming back and like that relief of letting go of the fear of like getting a grasp on reality. And after that, I actually made a sign that said, you are on mushrooms. If something like you are on mushrooms, you will be fine. Or this is, this is not forever. There's something like that, that I wrote <laughs> and I'd put on the table in front of me before I did another so five. Next time it happens, yeah. you can read you it have and to be like, like prepare yeah. yourself mentally. And I wasn't at all. We were like, for that yeah, we were at experience. a dorm, like fucking just like rolling around smoking blunts. And we buy all these mushrooms, like just very spontaneously and then go do them. Like, like, oh yeah, my mom's not home. Let's just go fucking eat all these magic mushrooms. And it's like, I'm good, thank you. So anyway, after I started meditating though, I understood ego death. 
salud. And that never happened again yeah, yeah. to me. Like ayahuasca, all the, the psychedelics, all the DMT I've ever done, I've been so much more present and aware, even if they were really dark and challenging trips. I've always known that like light is with me, that I am consciousness and coming back to this mantra of like, I am love, I am light, I am part of the divine, all that is. Any form of that is That's, always yeah. grounding me back into some semblance of like, it's okay. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. get through this no matter how alien or strange the experience would be. Cause like DMT, that's a whole nother thing which we can that's get into. reality shattering. Yes, which I've done a lot of DMT. Okay. So, but share about your experience oh, where yeah. you like okay. completely lost yourself. So, so yeah, um, I, I was kind of on some hoodlum shit too when I was in uh, high school at first. My first year in high school, I started hanging out with all the, the party kids, mm-hmm. the older ones, <laughs> and um, that's how it starts. Yeah, they they had <laughs> all the freaking DMT and the shrooms and the booze. How old the, were you? I was fourteen, um, and I did this stuff called two CB. It's like a research chemical, like a synthetic. Um, it's like a form. It's something like a similar. I don't know what to compare it to kind of like something that would happen like on an acid trip kind of but normally they were like it was like this powder that was in these capsules and you would just pop the capsules and then you would you would trip balls for like you know six six hours or whatever trip balls that's what they would say hey bro you want to trip balls this weekend like yeah bro wait is like lsd or not or if there were something to compare it to it would be like that it's not like n-bomb like the nb like the molecules were something like nbmb or something. i'm no like chemist okay. but it was called 2cb and there was also this stuff called 2ci which was liquid um which was also somewhat relatable to this lsd is dangerous like oh yeah can you od on yeah, it yeah you can yeah, yeah. Wow. and i didn't know that but um anyway so um i was over at my homie's spot and he was like the drug dealer and he had all the shit and he had we had like both popped one and then we had like been reading online that like if you snort this stuff like you instantly like trip like within like five seconds like <laughs> and um basically uh he we were just sitting there waiting for it to kick in you know and he's like i think i'm gonna snort one and i was like are you sure like we both just popped one bro and he's like yeah yeah i'm gonna do it and i'm like okay and it's just like a small little capsules worth of like white powder he fucking snorts this shit and then just starts vomiting instantly, like into the garbage, like spewing, throwing up everywhere. And he's like, like freaking out. And meanwhile, the shit's starting to come on for me. And I'm like, what's going on? You'd already done it. Oh no. I had popped it. And he had also popped it and then snorted another one. Oh, I see. And then, so he was freaking out, like throwing up and shit. And then like he stopped throwing up and was just like laying there on the couch and just was like, tears running (laughs) down his face and his pupils were the size of his eyeballs. And like, what he's are you like, thinking when this is I happening? was like, what the fuck? Are you okay, bro? And he's like, yeah, you need to snort it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, bro? Oh, no. I was like, what, dude? Like, you were just fucking throwing up. That was crazy. And he's like, no, 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 bro. Just trust me, bro. And I'm just like, all right, fuck it. So I went ahead and I did it. And um, I snorted it, dude. Oh, and then within, literally within 10 seconds, I look at the wall and the wall's melting. And literally the walls melting, everything's changing colors. Like the house and the reality I was in was breathing in and out of itself and just melting together. And it was just like, I didn't end up throwing up. I was really good at just like not throwing up and taking a bunch of crazy shit, I guess. I would throw up when I drank a lot of booze. But anyway, 
kicked in real hard when I snorted it and then some time went on and then it was just like I got to this place where I also I was like I didn't remember who I was I didn't know what was going on like my mind was going through this loop cycle of like I would have a thought like wait where am I what's going on who is this and then I'd be like oh yeah I'm tripping like it's all good and then it would go back again to be like wait who am I what's going on where am I oh yeah I'm tripping and then it was just like this loop for like what felt like eternity and then I went outside and the sky was fucking purple and the ground, like I was, it was like puzzle pieces on the ground that I was walking on. It was like on. daytime when you went outside? It was night. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, it was crazy, bro. It lasted like 17 hours or something. Oh my and God. And I didn't wow. think I was ever going to go back to you're being 14? normal. Yeah. How the fuck, like, did your parents oh, not know this? Like, I was bro. at my homie's house. And he was, spent the he night was selling drugs. Yeah, he was selling drugs and shit. And he was getting this stuff from other older people who obviously didn't give a fuck about children. And um, wow, yeah. And his yeah. parents aren't around. For I had, this. I had well, his mom was too. super chill. She yeah. just let us smoke weed in the basement and cruise and fucking. You wow. know, she didn't know we were getting fucked up like that. But um, seventeen what do you, hours. Um, seventeen hours, and that was the thing Jesus. is I didn't I didn't think I was ever gonna be normal again, and I got really scared because um, I thought I was just gonna be fucked up for the rest of my life. And you're fourteen. And right? I was fourteen, like, and then finally. And came back, bro, and um, yeah. So I know I know what you're saying. Um, the loop, I, yeah. The loops are infamous. The loop, that, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. That loops are real. Paul Stamets on Rogan has an amazing mushroom trip about like one of the mascara, or it's like it's a mushroom that is toxic but very powerful psychedelic hallucinogen, and he talks about a loop that's really fascinating. Which one we could talk about that later, but mm-hmm. what are you gonna say, Kaylee? No, I was just going to say, like, what do you think that that says about the fabric of, like, of our reality if you're able to consume these different drugs or mind-altering things? And, like, what does that really say about this reality? Like, what is that? What's the connection there? And, like, your guys' opinion? Well, you know I think there's, yeah. there's different spectrums. Like, I think there's people who would say, oh, like, you're just tripping out. You're just seeing stuff, hallucinating. And then I think there's other people who would say, like, I mean, you're dissolving the fabric of space and time and you know, removing layers of, of, um, falsehood in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're creating this, um, situation where you do this thing that then causes this to happen. And now all of a sudden you're experiencing something different and it was just whatever catalyst you needed to see past the Mm -hmm. illusory normalcy, I guess (laughs) that comes in, if that makes sense, you know, like, Like, we're normally like, oh, yeah, I'm Wolfgang, I'm cruising through life, like, this is a wall, and that's a building, and this is a table, you know, but all of a sudden, now I took those mushrooms, and now this isn't a table anymore, like... It's just, like, wavelength. Yeah, it's just vibrating and separating and coming back together, and it's like, is it really doing that all the time, and I'm just not seeing it that way? That's a great point. Or or what? Or it is made of atoms, and it is vibrating. Right. So it depends, I think, how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go and who you talk to about it. Mm-hmm. And that's well, what does Paul Stanton say about the loop? Or what is that? Just that? I think it has to do with negative uh, trips. A lot okay. of times people will be stuck in a loop. And I notice that like, if I'm having a really profound, loving trip like with ayahuasca or something, I'm not in a loop. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm very grounded and it's mm. usually progressive and forward moving. Right. Yeah. And expansive and there's still clarity within it, like a vision where you have control not necessarily control, but you have autonomy of your perspective mm-hmm. in the sense that you can look around and like embrace the vision that's being given. But if you're in a loop, that's like a 
psychological that that's when compounds come in where I do think we're actually dealing with like a microcosm trip within the microcosm of reality yeah of the macrocosm I'm getting to like getting way uh-huh. too like no no um, yeah you're lost in your own abstract tiny, tiny little fractal yeah well that's where like a psychologist would be like okay well now you're like your serotonin receptors are completely flooded yeah you're probably you're you are hallucinating and I don't like to call them hallucinogens because I'm with you that I yeah. feel we dissolve a lot of the restraints around us when we go into these states but it gets into certain like very subtle levels of is this imaginary like on a very lower template level like it doesn't have as much of um an effect or it's not as much considered like canon within the universe so to speak it's more like you creating within your own like mental kingdom Mm -hmm. versus when you're literally breaking through space-time barrier walls where you're perceiving extraterrestrials and multidimensional yeah. energy and they can even impart wisdom or like you could right. like literally take a chunk of information and share it with someone and they'd be like i spoke with your dad and he wanted you to know that before he died like he hit the box of his memento in the basement and they'd be like what the fuck and they go home and like go mm. find it yeah like that's the next level where i think the natural compounds are more apt to get us exactly than when we take the synthetic thing because isn't it's that weird like bro it is. I mean, it can yeah. kill, that kind of stuff can kill you. Yeah. Taking pills, all that, the powders, all that stuff. Granted, DMT is powder, but, you know, synthetic powder. I mean, if you don't know what it is, you know, I mean. I don't fuck with anything if I don't know what it is. Have, yeah. you, done, have you ever done the DMT pen? It's like a pen. I got a couple, bro. What is it? What's yeah. up with those? The vapes? Yeah. Nice. I still have a few. I took them with me to Arizona. I had my mom and her boyfriend doing one top of Camelback Mountain. Just okay. get our minds blown for sunset. But that you need to take so <laughs> you need to take so much more though. That's what those. I was wondering. Yeah, you gotta like huff them in, like get like a solid like seven to you gotta 10 rip hits. it. Yeah, that's what I was telling like, him. I was like, bro, if you're gonna do the vape, you need to fucking it's suck not that thing. It's I I did I would do those before basketball. I'd microdose. Like I take like a fat <laughs> rip and then I go in the gym and go play ball. And sometimes it was great, and other times like, oh boy, I'm not playing well at all. I pass you the ball and you forget how to dribble. Yeah, it was someone was off. Mm, like yeah. I was too ungrounded. Yeah. Like, but then other times I was really locked in. And mushrooms have been—I know this is like a side note—but mm-hmm. mushrooms have been like getting me. I when I take mushrooms before a ball, I've been like fucking zinging that ball through the net. Mm. Um, more often than not. But I really recommend getting the cleanest, purest DMT. The vape pens are cool, but I didn't know what was in it. Like, is this a vitamin E oil? What the right. fuck is this? It's too diluted. Um, yeah, I don't want to inhale fat. Like, I vape. I like vaping, but I don't want to vape anything other than, like, water or terpenes. Mm-hmm. If I'm... You, we weren't meant to breathe in fat. Like, just don't do it. Like, and by fat to the people who are listening, you mean, like, the other stuff that whatever you're vaping is mixed if it's, with. If it's in a glycerin, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, like, sugar alcohols and fatty acids and things that are getting cooked so they're then potentially becoming rancid... And they're not, like, if it's not H2O based, then I don't think it should go in our lungs. What about CO2? Well, yeah, dude, I'm, we're, I'm wearing a mask at the gym, so I'm breathing in plenty of CO2 when I work out. Um, but I come from a really high elevation, and there's less oxygen, and I think it's mimicking that a little bit. Okay. But CO2 in high amounts is not good either. I was thinking but, about how bad that is with all the mask. Mm-hmm. kind of activity and just breathe it breathe in and i think cleanliness is a big CO2. one like you should probably change your mask or clean it a lot yeah but the co2 especially out here yeah with the humidity i know man it's it's been an interesting quandary but i just 
get new ones all the time. I want to um, go kind of circle back to the connection with the extraterrestrial beings mm-hmm. and how that works yeah. into your life and story. And it seems like it's less connected with the uh, the natural compounds that you've ingested and more with the meditation stuff. And like you talked about astral projection as well. Right. So again, I think on Kaylee's podcast, we went into this. I just okay. want to preface it. I didn't listen. Preface. So no worries. I didn't either. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will though. Um, only listen to my part. So I'll fast forward when <laughs> Kaylee's talking. Yeah. You can I'm take just, it today, bro. I'm kidding. I'm not that much of a narcissist. <laughs> But, uh, no, it was basically you talking the whole time. I, I know. I, I'm I was kidding. Actually, he really didn't say much anything at all. I was, I was, he for was me, like super stone and just stared at me. <laughs> no, like, for me, it's uh, I'm here to like I can sit here and just talk all day. But when we have like a guest on the show, I feel like I'm, I want to hold space for them to really like shine. Yeah, you, br- you bring so, the magic. Job. You know, so that's for me. That's what. That's why too. I'm holding the council. It's not like the Kaylee show. I was fucking you know? with you, bro. No, you did a great job, and and you were saying you were cringe or like. Dude, I loved the way our Oh, well, as we're learning and growing, just as I'm sure, like, with your own music and stuff, like, you, you know, like, I'm sure you don't want to, like, post your first song, like, necessarily that you ever no, did. But Maybe I did, though. You did, though. Well, not my, no, I didn't post my first song okay. ever, but I mean, You want to, like, still, give yourself a, a little room to evolve and to grow and to play with your medium and, and yeah, come through. But evolution you know. is okay. Uh-huh. You gotta start, too. It's yeah, cool, like, exactly. it'll never, ever be done. Like anybody who True. like 10 years later, you'll look at what you did five years ago mm-hmm. and be like, oh, like I could have done that better. And so why not just start doing it now? That's what basically so like, true. And it helps other people, too, because maybe they want to do something that they don't know how to do yet. And they see you doing it and it just helps give them motivation because they're like, oh, you know, like, look where this guy started. He came out pretty good. But like, look where he's at now and showing that that growth and evolution is important. But with the E.T. thing. I want to say having a close contact experience or close encounter contact experience was the catalyst to me meditating. Mm. So the ETs came first and then quote unquote, my spiritual awakening began. I think you may have told me about this before and you may have talked about this on the previous podcast with him, but would you be interested in maybe get, yeah. getting into that a little bit? Yeah. The stories are long. Like I have a few that are really profound so I can just like give a quick summarization yeah. Of basically, I, I was 18. No, I was 19. And it was the anniversary of my dad's death. I had just gotten back to Flagstaff from my college town in Phoenix. I had just graduated freshman year. And it was summertime. It was May 30th. I know it was May 30th because that's when my dad died. And that was the anniversary of his, his death. Mm-hmm. And like that day, I just gotten back, I think, like a few days ago to Flagstaff. And I was staying at my mom's house. And the childhood friend, like one of my best friends growing up, who was with me, like who came over to my house the day that my dad died, who was cl- really close to my dad. Like in some ways I felt like closer than I was to him. It was a weird thing. Like just, they got along really well and he was just like good at all the things my dad was good at. It was just weird synchronistic. He comes over to my house that night and um, the story's so long, I don't want to even just, I'll just say we had a contact experience that night. You and your and homie. I, me and my homie on the anniversary of my dad's death, the same kid who was with me like seven years prior when my dad had died on that same day of May 30th. It was very just like beautiful because like I'd come back to college or from college, mm-hmm. hadn't seen him in like over a year, maybe two because we went to different high schools and uh, we, we both made contact that night. And what happened? What were you guys doing? 
Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna. I was just trying to like give a quick like. Sure, sure. Recap, sorry, but sorry. like, no, no. Don't say sorry. Okay, I just want. Right. I'll tell the whole story. But just like, get into it, bro. All right. This so, is the council. We're all here. right, we're here. This is so. He comes over. It's nighttime again. I'm hitting the bong. I've got a really nice zong. I'm like, he's a cowboy. He's a big old cowboy. But uh, he never really smoked that much. But he was down to smoke with me, and I was like, hey, bro. Like, he just like showed up on my doorstep. Like. I think he called me and I was like, hello. And he's like, I'm at your front door at your mom's house. He's like, are you here? And I was like, yeah, dude, I just got back. Like, it was just synchronistic that yeah. he happened to be there. So I bring him upstairs, we're smoking herb and uh, we're catching up. And then I'm like, bro, I've been like researching ETs. I was looking at the pyramids, abductions. I was getting in the dark side of it. Like just reading abduction stories when I was in college and just getting a little, little scared for real. Like I was getting into some fear frequencies, but I was like, they're real, man. I feel it. And I've been in Phoenix where I can't see the fucking stars and it's so polluted. And there's almost nowhere to go in nature. Like you're in the desert. Now we're back up in the mountains. Like it's, it's snow in during the winter and it's the biggest ponderosa pine forest in the world. So like there's, really? oh, it's, yeah, it's just massive. If you think of like Colorado or like things that people wouldn't imagine, this is what Flagstaff, Northern Arizona is. Okay. It's way up in the mountains, 7,000 feet in elevation, just Holy at shit. the base. Yeah, before you go hiking. And then you go hiking, you're really feeling it if you haven't lived there for a while. So I'm like, dude, let's go to Lake Mary, which is this really beautiful lake that's like 25 minutes from my house or maybe 30 minutes. Okay. And it's close to midnight, so we're high as fuck. Granted, I've been smoking weed since I was 12, and now I'm 19. So like, I've never seen a spaceship while high. Right? It's not like I was tripping. Like I would right. regularly drive right. and smoke. I'm not one of those people that turns into someone different. Like you couldn't tell if I was high. Like Ooh, my tolerance is so a, high. Is that a spaceship, bro? No, I don't look at stars and be man. like, "There's yo, there's like thousands of UFOs." It's like no, man. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend that I was like studied in astronomy to any like extensive amount. But I definitely wasn't a complete moron when I smoked weed either. I don't okay. think a moron doesn't know if they're a moron. But we drive you're out making to shit up. Yeah, you, you see what you see. Yeah, and this dude's like, he's not into hippy dippy spiritual shit. I'm still not into that. I'm still like pretty much like an ardent atheist almost of like, I oh, will wow. slice and dice you down with my methodical, intelligent argument if you believe in Christ type of thing, which I've been getting better about. Weed had helped me with that and I was becoming less cynical. So anyways, we're driving out to Lake Mary. It's probably midnight now, so now it's technically May 31st. Okay. And... I got to piss. Like we've been driving for 25 to 30 minutes. So I get out to the top of the, are you filming this? It's yeah. all good. Go ahead. So we, we pull over to this like, like rest stop on top by a guardrail where there's like parking, but you're looking down at the lake cause it's elevated. It's like on top of a hill off the freeway. And the lake is like not even half a mile wide. Like it, it's maybe, well, maybe half a mile. It's tough for me to remember, but it's mm -hmm. not a huge lake. It's long, like you drive along it along the I freeway, see. but you can see the tree line the on cross, the other side. Yeah. And so I get out and I got a piss super bad. So I hop out of the truck and I'm just taking a piss, looking at the lake and my buddy's still in the truck, William. And with my dick in the hand, with my dick in hand, I see a, a huge <laughs> fucking ball of light come up over the tree line across to the other bank. Like from behind the trees, it looks like a, a ball of light. That's what color? It's white. Okay. It's like a whitish, well, it's like whitish gold. Okay. It's like a mix of gold and white. And um, it looks like, a, like as big as a 747, which is really hard to tell because of like the distance of yeah. where it's at. And I've never been great with that perception. It was big though. 
it was large. Yeah, this isn't like a little orb. This is yeah. like a big fucking ball of light. It was there. How and fast it, was it going? I'm just curious. No, it literally just slowly rose up from behind the trees on the other side of this lake. And I'm pissed. I'm like, oh, like I start shaking. Were you pissing still? I don't remember what point I stopped, but I was <laughs> mid-piss as this thing came right. out. I remember having my dick in my hands and be like, oh my God. Like I was just so relieved. And then I look up in this ball of light. No, no time waiting. It knew we were coming. Like looking back on it, this was meant to be. Like I yeah. put out an intention in the universe and this has caused like, this is ruffled feathers with some of my friends when I told them like people who weren't as close to me, but when I eventually told this story, cause they're like, what makes you so special? I don't, we'll get into that later, but I'm not pretending I'm more special than anybody else. But that was like a destined experience because sure. it completely changed my life. A hundred percent. This is a dude who's been met. I've been meditating at least almost an hour plus every morning when I wake up for a decade flex like over a decade. I'm just saying like that shit's real for me to have never been able to meditate to like yeah. that happening so okay so did your homeboy get out or? yeah so like all right this thing's coming over the trees and it's like playfully like bobbing up and down over the these tall ass like big ass pine trees like playfully coming above like peekaboo like it rise above them just a little bit like just a little bit like enough to see the bottom and then it go back down and then it hover there is moving and is like completely consciously aware and what did you do that i'm looking at it and i'm just shaking i'm terrified that i'm gonna get abducted or something it's like all the fears you've just been reading about that that and something else i'll tell you about later of what i think that was but my buddy he's like what the fuck is that like he's <laughs> I, I think i look back i don't even know how i broke eye contact with it but i feel like i did because i remember looking back at the truck and he's like he's staying in the truck but he's opened up the door and his head is just like coming out the top but he's definitely keeping his body inside the truck as yeah. much as he can. And he's like, I'm going to shit my pants. Like, he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, and he's such a rugged oh, fucking tough dude too. Like one of the toughest, like hard, <laughs> hard as nails, this kid. And, uh, and, and I just remember like, what? Yeah. Just shouting being like, what the fuck? And there's nobody out here. Like we're just at this like overlook above the lake and I'm, I can't move. I'm just terrified and I feel like Hands down. so what happened next did you get like abducted or something or what happened not that I know of, but so like 10 minutes must go by and it goes beneath the tree line and I finally hop back in and we're just still stunned and he just keeps going what the fuck was that and I'm I know what it I'm like this is fucking UFO bro and I'm still scared like just like shaking and then it comes back up again while we're in the truck and it does the same thing for like five minutes until it finally like it goes behind the trees again it's gone like there's no luminous energy and it's not like a spotlight like the light is contained yeah. within the sphere so i was i was like and i i'm seeing lights coming from like the highway like through the trees like further down and every time i see like lights passing through the trees i think it's like another ufo coming and i'm like oh they're fucking here like they're coming to get us uh -huh. totally terrified and we end up like we stay there. I don't think that long either. It was just such an intense experience. But when it finally goes back beneath the tree line for the second time when we're in the truck looking and it's gone, it's done. We don't know what happens to it or what happened to it. We end up driving back and it not, I think it was only 1230 or one. Like it really wasn't that long of a time from when we got there to when we left yeah. this whole experience. He passes out immediately, like really quick. When you get home? And I'm just, no, as we're driving back. Oh. And I remember being like, how the fuck are you sleeping? Like, <laughs> like this is, I know we smoked a shit ton of weed, bro, but this is like life changing yeah. to me. And I'm just 
my mind is zinging through different like thoughts and I'm like staring at the lake the whole cause it's a long lake so we're driving back along the freeway and I'm just like looking over and I think there were campfires maybe in one spot or like people had flashlights but I think I'm seeing other lights every and time I'm, like, you saw a light you were I'm like yeah I'm like oh is that another like is that one but like there's no way to know what anything else sure. was but I'm like okay shit is real now like this is this has actually happened uh, something like unexplainable mm -hmm. and maybe there is something that could explain that but I still can't think of what it was but whether or not like that was an actual UFO doesn't matter because I went through a shift and after that I started making regular contact which mm -hmm. is this is the part where I might lose people okay no, I no, regularly this is, this started seeing mm -hmm. ET ships after that yeah. and I started meditating just to connect with them. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to become more spiritually evolved. I want to raise my vibration, anything. I didn't know what that was. Uh, I literally just wanted to make more contact. Dude, I remember um, you, you would actually like invite people to come sit with you on beaches yeah. and to meditate and all this stuff. And it happened. And one time I, I actually groups. was, I was meditating with you watching the sunset and I was just like, you were Dude, meditating. That, that next was at to Crater me. Hill by the lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember and, that. And uh, I was like, okay, because you were ta like talking to me about that. I was like, okay, well, let me try to connect. And I got like a serious like download message, like direct like connection voice. Like I remember, I thought you were fucking if, with me. Almost as if there was like a ship above the earth, it. like sending like a direct <laughs> message that I was able to like communicate with. I don't know if you've ever ha had anything like that. I happen. have. I well, that's I the have. thing, right? So, so yeah. you say, okay, so you see this first one, and then you started. <laughs> Maybe that's crazy. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy. Like huge. No, no, huge I just disclaimer on that. I saw one. you. No, I <laughs> saw you, and at first I yeah. thought you were fucking with me. Where you like went deep, you laid down in the grass. I yeah. thought, and you closed your eyes, and you came out of it, and you had this like whoa, like. I think you can also you can also talk to dolphins and like I animals and stuff too. too. But anyways, <laughs> I believe you totally can as well. <laughs> yeah. And I know this, like, well, go ahead. What were you going to well, say? Well, I was going to say, because you said you were meditating to make contact, not yeah. because you wanted to raise your spirituality. So so when you're saying you you wanted to meditate to make contact, you're, you're sitting in, like, a meditative position and just visualizing making contact with them, breathing. Like, what so, is it that you're doing? Because I started, I was, like, on a, on a UFO YouTube kick, uh -huh. like, hardcore. And I'm just, like, everything I could on UFOs and articles and I come across like how to make contact with UFOs oh. and Dr. Stephen Greer is one of the first people I come across mm -hmm. who I eventually got to meet and go on some retreats with multiple times which was really cool that's a whole another thing though God bless him I love that man but um, wow. I'm on a yeah I love him and I'm really grateful I came across his material because even though he's wow, I won't even talk about uh -huh. yeah he's had some fierce stuff happen where like the government like you know, some fear men in black type of things with his thing, which is his reality for sure. And I, I'm really grateful that I moved away from that. Yeah. Um, but he would talk about, he like studied, um, the Vedas and mm -hmm. like meditation. And he taught all these amazing techniques for Samadhi or like to create some form of like a Brahman consciousness. Mm. And I'm butchering all his teachings. Like, but it was really cool. I found UFO talks by him and I started implementing what he called, I believe, the CE5 technique, which is the close encounter of the fifth kind technique for making contact uh, with non-coherent thought, where you're basically like seeing a line or like a laser of light come out of the top of your head into the sky and you follow it up and you imagine, I guess you would say imagine, but the way he's presenting is he's literally leaving his body. You do it, yeah. And it's astral projecting. And so right away I'm like, I wanna leave my body and go into the stars and meet, make more contact. Like I became obsessed with it. And I started having some really trippy fucking experiences while doing it. 
I got deep into some meditation that was mind blowing that I still like think back, like I would like to go that deep. Like what? Now, I, I've, ah, Like, did you make contact like in, yeah, in space? Yeah, it, it started happening. Can you, can I started you tell having us lucid a story dreams. about something like that? Where it was something where you, you made contact? Yeah. If you are able yeah. to. No, sure. I totally can. Um, one of, I'm just trying to think cause I've had a couple experiences, but mm-hmm. one that was really cool and there's no way to prove this. Obviously. Sure. Obviously. Take it for what you will. Either I'm crazy or I like attention or I hit my head too hard when I played Smear the Queer as a kid in elementary school. Any of it's possible. Or you actually made contact. Or, yeah, maybe this shit's real. But I've been with multiple people that could corroborate that we've made contact together. Like, my friends were like, what, bro? And I started telling them we'd start going out and having group meditations. Mm. And we had ships come over us multiple times. Like, bro, but I wonder, I've, had, like, I've had some experiences, too, that I want to share also. Yeah, I, how, I would love Real quick, to though, but, like, how much of it is just, like, when you're, like, watching YouTube videos, you're reading books on it, you're, you're thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you're really into conspiracy theories and all of a sudden, like, everything is like you start fitting things into like the the view of the world that you that fits your like yes. your perception you know but that's real anyways i don't know that's just a thought it's not like oh it's that's true real stuff but too but no well you attract like what's the what fine you think line, about you know? yeah you, you could go into the darkest of dark and you will meet the boogeyman or you can go in the lightest of light and you're going to meet angels you can mm-hmm. go somewhere in between yeah. but when you have like an actual vessel that's noiseless and doing aerial moves that are impossible. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been around fighter jets. I've just, when you see enough things where you're like, okay, that's not possible. At least with our current understanding of technology, it happened too many times. And so it wasn't the mind playing tricks when everybody's like, what the fuck? Like a fucking orb or something that's making like really quick 90 degree turns at impossible speeds. And then it's verified when I'm with other people. It's more than just you seeing it. When mm-hmm. you're with other people, that's when it's like, okay, no, there's mm-hmm. this shit is, which I already knew. Yeah. It's the same way, like, if, if you're seeing, like, white walls in here and everybody's like, Kaylee, they're red. Like, maybe eventually you'd start being like, I have a mental problem. But as far as you know, the walls are white. Mm-hmm. And just because the public doesn't necessarily see that doesn't make it untrue. And same thing with these UFOs. But... Oh, man, there's so many different ways I want to go. Yeah, so I, so you started meditating, getting really yeah. in the zone, and then you made contact. Mm-hmm. It started happening. So the first time that it worked, that I implemented this technique, is like it went pretty fast. Like it's yeah. May 30th, then I'm a kid's camp. Again? No, 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 no. So it started May 30th, okay. or the night, or May 31st. After that. So after that, like I started doing the meditation technique where I would visualize a light coming out of the top of my head. Uh-huh. And the, I remember the very first time that it worked, and it must have been... I don't remember exactly like a week or two later, I was at, uh, I was a kids camp counselor. So I was meditating in the volleyball sandlot for th- this kids camp. And I had just gotten there. At and, night? No, it was in the, no, I'm a kids camp counselor. Okay. And this is during my work. I was meditating cause I come at lunchtime. I'd like be the stoner who like just did half days usually. And I'd come at 12 when all the kids started their like recess lunch. And, the, okay. and I'd like smoke a joint, ride my bike there. But I, I pull up to the lot and I just start meditating because we've got an hour until like our next like session of things happen and we gotta like leave the lot and the yeah. volleyball court. And I'm meditating and I visualize this silver spiral coming out of the top of my head into the sky. And I'm not astral projecting, I'm just imagining this. And I open my eyes and I look out like not far from in front of me, maybe to the right, and I see this cylinder or it's like, it's either a disc or a cylinder because it's like flat and it's, and I'm looking at it head on and it's not that far away and it's like below the cloud line. 
and it literally shows itself like it's fully materialized and then it just starts to dematerialize and it's gone. Like, and then it's just sky behind it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, and I started reading about dematerialization, how these are multidimensional beings who can show themselves when they want to. Like, it's working. Mm -hmm. Like right away, I was like, this is confirmation. And it just started happening all the time where I would be with people and I'd be like, you see that and we look at the mountain like in the middle of the day we're in a mountain town and there's like mount elwood in the middle of the town and there'd be like a white disc that you could have thought was like a plane or a bird but then it started doing again like really crazy aerial moves or like acrobatic precision type of turns yeah and then disappear like dematerialize a lot and it was like it was just really cool but one of the times where i connected where i actually like left my body in a sense i didn't really leave but i had this like remote viewing experience where i was in a field with my buddy patrick we're meditating we're in his white jeep it's cold as fuck and we're both just like sitting in his not insulated jeep with like a fucking tarp cover and or, you know those cheap jeep covers that like the, that you can like roll down yeah, yeah it's like doesn't it's do anything top. at all if you're like in a really harsh environment yeah. we're in the middle of this field that's not far from lake mary it's like on some private land okay just deep in nature we're meditating he is not the meditating type and i don't know how i convinced this dude to do it with me but i did multiple times <laughs> he's this big six five kid that i play basketball with like i love him to death but yeah, he was the last person you'd think would be doing this with me. And uh, I was very convincing. <laughs> and so we're meditating in this Jeep and he just keeps fidgeting. And I'd get deep and he'd fidget. And I was just like, I would find myself getting pissed. Like, Patrick, like fucking, like in my head, I'm like, dude, stop fucking moving. Like, I'm trying to go deep here. We're making contact. And uh, <laughs> I, I finally do. I go into this deep spot where like right, like it's like right in front of my face, my eyes closed. I see this red praying mantis being who's like large. Like looking at him and his face is right here. Like I'm holding my hand. You can't see if you're listening to this, like six inches from my face. I'm like zoomed in looking at this being with like a red background. He's a red being on his ship is what it feels like. But he's just like completely locked in with me. I don't remember a conversation or anything like that because Patrick fidgets again. I come out of like, ah, and uh, like I finally like had something that I'd never imagined. Like I didn't feel like I imagined this. It was real. And he's like, dude, it's cold. Like, we got to go. And I was like, all right, man, let's just go. Something yeah. like that. So we start driving off this property. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Because I'm looking at the windshield. And as we're going underneath some trees, like some aspen trees or something like that, he like, I see a red light. I'm like, stop. You know, it's the middle of the night. I'm like, put it in reverse. And he reverses back. And it looks like a biohazard sign. Like, it's like a red triangle. Yeah, yeah. It's got like three lights. Um, and it looks like a red triangle. And uh, once we get out of the, from the clearing of the tree line and I'm looking at it and I hop out of my car and I think I had a laser pointer with me and I was like trying to signal with it. I don't remember if I did that night or not, but it it's like moving very slowly and it could have like at the speed of what you'd think a plane was and then super fast it like, but it doesn't look like fast. It just turns into like a little dot. Like it just like zooms way far out from where we are. Yeah. Like imperceivably fast and it's gone. Like it, the three little like triangle, like the biohazard sign or I don't know if biohazard sign is a good point, but sure. or a good symbolism for it. But did he see it also? Yeah. We were both looking and it was like, that's weird. Cause it's just like slowly moving left to right horizontal. See, I forgot there was no camera on. So I've been like doing hand motions this whole time, but only you guys know, but it's just moving left to right, like pretty slowly. And I'm trying to connect with it meant like telepathically. Cause that's one of the techniques Dr. Greer talk about is ask it in your mind to go left, to go right. When you connect with something that you believe to be a ship. 
or ask it to go up or down if you don't have a laser pointer or something to play with it, which I eventually did get and I had a lot of fun getting to do that one night in particular. But then it just like zooms out really fast and it's completely gone. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know for sure what that was. Um, but that was like one instance where I thought that was a UFO, but I definitely felt like I connected with a big old mantis being um, before you I was, saw it. Whoa. Yeah. And That's I thought that trippy, was really cool. bro. It is trippy. I got to go to the restroom real quick. Wow. I mean, That's crazy. Yeah. I'll be Let's right back. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Of course, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, when I was meditating with you and I got the message, what was it? It was, uh, I was like just trying to connect with the with the the alien beings or whatever I was feeling like I was like speaking with through like whatever form you're talking about the telepathy mm-hmm. communication in a way, and uh, there's I was like hey like how's it going and they're like greetings basically, and uh, I was like what what's up how come you guys haven't like revealed yourself to Earth and they're like we're just waiting basically for the evolution still of of mankind it was just like a direct message just like that. Wow. And you know, you know how that guy, what was he, um, who was that guy who came out recently, like kind of exposing that there might have been like more, more known about like proof of alien communication and interaction with like Trump and stuff like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? That kind of just happened like a month ago, a couple few months ago. Well, someone in the Israeli yeah. space force, like the head of the former head of the Israeli space force, I think, uh-huh. who was like formal, former general. Is yeah. that who you're talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. What's your take on that? Do you think that's like, well, that's truth? Or is a lot that just of people like misinformation? It, well, to me, it's all truth. If you're talking about extra, tr- if you're keeping it very broad in general, yeah, I do believe Trump, I imagine Trump is aware to some extent. I don't know if he's been manipulated or if he's been told false things like there's negative beings and they're here to control us. That is something that I suspect has happened to a lot of influential people is they've been convinced that extraterrestrials are real but they're a threat i think that is something that's happened Mm. but in all honesty that shit doesn't make any sense like why would you try and infiltrate our society like if you're with like negative intentions when you could literally just dominate us exactly yeah you don't need to play this covert game of reptilians pretending to be presidents it's not saying that's not happening yeah they don't want you do enough drugs and like anything could be real at this Uh point but like they they could annihilate us they could enslave us if you have multi-dimensional technology or interstellar capabilities we are at your mercy like you don't need to play these cloak and dagger games of slowly convincing us to do this or that yeah they're actually being kind to us to like prevent mass hysteria on the planet that's what it feels like and just like allow people to awaken slowly in whatever ways that they can and do and are it's to me again this loses a lot of people when they're like like i think of neil degrasse tyson or other Mm -hmm. renowned scientists who are purely grounded into what their books have told them and like the idea the laws of physics and if i were to say this to them they'd be like all right this dude's a fruitcake but vibrationally speaking i've noticed and when you say what is vibration it's like either dense or it's light like if you're really dense you're in a low vibration your negativity it's like you're centered around like greed selfishness like lack fear control manipulation it's the opposite of love and then high vibration is it's love it's gratitude it's compassion it's expression and i feel it you get chicken skin when you're in a really heightened state you get this vibrational feel of like things flowing through like a current of energy and it's this welling of emotion that most people get when they listen to great music, what have you. So I believe in the higher vibrational states, we're more easily 
able to communicate with extraterrestrials and we're more likely to see them because they're all around us. But meeting them halfway is about raising your vibration, setting intention, making connection. And we're all Jedi's, like science is gonna catch up. This doesn't have to be like science for spirituality. Spirituality, it's just, a, it's more science than what we've been given the instruments to currently measure. We're energy, if you're multidimensional, then it's not fucking spiritual to access higher information or to travel to another realm. That's just a different form of physics that we don't currently comprehend is the way that I would see it. Do you feel like there is a, a level of technological understanding or advancement um, that that exists already and is used by some of our people that isn't like yeah. directly shared with the masses? Yeah, I, I do feel that. And I don't want to be that ignorant person who's just listened to a bunch of other conspiracy theorist people say such things and then take it at their word. Mm. But people that I do trust... I can think of one person in particular. He worked on a top secret project. Like he's an engineer. Mm -hmm. I don't know like in what what his specific specialty is, but he apparently got recruited. Like his whole family got interviewed. Like he's my brother's or he's my friend's brother. Oh wow. He his whole family got interviewed. Close friends to him got interviewed before he could take this job for some private company that works with the government. And he told my friends, I can't know this is all hearsay, but he eventually, this brother to my friend, told my friend that he was working on something that was compartmentalized, meaning a group of scientists would work on only one part of this technology, and there are many groups working on other parts of it, and none of them had access to each other, so they couldn't know what they were building. They would just be given specific little things, which isn't weird when you're trying to keep secrets, but he said the thing that they were working on was out of a comic book. And that was all he could tell. Because he gets lie detector tests and he like yeah. made an oath. And when I hear, and I've heard many stories like this, like that's like the most like bland of all of them that I can think of. But right. uh, I feel like when I start talking about the crazier shit, people go more and more and like, okay, like sure. this is bullshit. Either you're, I don't want to divide people. Like I want people to be open-minded to like, yeah. who knows? And I want to be the same thing. I very highly suspect we have extra dement, like we've reverse engineered these craft and they might not be working extra dimensionally, but they could be used extra dimensionally, but we don't understand that yet. I mean, this is a little bit, I mean, you mentioned fruitcake, but why not? We're out here, Council yeah, of Lit. let's get it. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard of this technology called like jump room technology, which is similar to like something like an elevator. And, um, this again is like based on just like listening to people talk on, you know, on the internet. And um, some of them say that they know people who have been in, um, you know, top up government operations and things like that. Whistleblowers, they call themselves people who find out what's going on and then start talking about it and then get killed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, this jump room technology where they, it started off, they had one in California and they had one in New York and it was kind of like an elevator and you go inside and then it dematerializes you and then you rematerialize on the other side of the, the country. That's like Willy Wonka, bro. Yeah, and then there's another, cool. and then and then they and then they said that they started they started doing it that way and then and then they expanded it and then they eventually like put one on Mars and then like there's this, that's a whole another thing, but like. I believe it's supposedly there's some I shit going down on Mars. Like I wouldn't be surprised. There's already civilization going on up there. Um, 
we might lose some some listeners at that point but um well, well the council of lit i just want to remind too. the listener is about just open ideas we're not like claiming yeah to be, exactly like, facts, i'm not saying so don't um take I've this is all this, this like and i'm curious uh, just bring it up. some crazy yeah. fucking shit yeah. too from people who i can't verify any of it but right. have been in rooms with people who have top secret access or have actually been part of projects uh-huh. and same dude i've heard shit that like is so crazy sounding if you're if you're like very foreign to these ideas that i get it i'm hesitant to talk about it right because people like it sounds like it's out of a comic no, book just like let the said. people think for themselves you know but it's yeah. just here it is and people yeah. can feel how they want to feel about it i mean it. i whatever, feel like the people that are pro- the people are probably on the edges of their seat they want to hear what we're talking about because this is the council of lit you know yeah i don't want to ever hold information back not that i have we'll pretend that any of us are like in the know 100 percent on anything we got the top secret info stay tuned yeah i've got this reddit page <laughs> you know 1099 a month on our patreon you can hear this top secret info (laughs) that's how you get them bro (laughs) we're gonna tell you all the good secrets yeah that stuff is really cool and i do believe Mm. that there is Mm. likely if i was a betting man which i am we're talking about cryptos if we had like if we could if there is a fucking crypto app that we could put money into like is it real or is it not i wouldn't short it like this shit is for real most likely going down in my mind mm-hmm. and it makes sense and i've had experiences when making contact where it seemed like if i had to guess because we're all scientists you know we're all doing our own research in our own way that we were either being pursued or there was some attempt to shoot down the craft that we were making contact with on two separate occasions one i was with dr stephen greer another time i was again by lake mary with a really good friend of mine bethany and there's a loud, we made contact. Well, we, th- we thought we were making contact. We went out there to meditate. We were looking at the stars. We were seeing something through the clouds, but we couldn't verify if it, what it was. Because you know when the, when the clouds are rolling over and yeah. you're thinking maybe you're seeing something exo-atmospheric or not. There's a loud like earth shaking. Boom, boom, boom. Like really, really deep, deep bass. And I remember it scaring my friend Beth. Yeah, I'm, she, she's a strong woman she's powerful but I remember her yeah. being like what the fuck is that like we should probably go and that happened again when I was with Dr. Stephen Greer and we were making contact in the desert outside of Phoenix and what did he group. say about that they said that they were trying to stop that, the connection that it was I believe what they said was it was scalar weapons and if you look into that like longitudinal weapons that I believe are shooting, see this is, I don't understand the technology. I think they're supposed to be shooting like either pulsed EM, like electromagnetic uh, energy or rays at these things. I don't know. But As you're making contact with them? Yeah. Like they're picking up that you're making they're, contact they're somehow, with them and they're trying to buffer the connection? Yeah. And again, because I'm such a fucking amateur when it comes to science, like with physics and like all of these different levels of understanding sure, I mean, just in layman's but terms though. they talked about so what i had read from dr stephen greer and other people is that are these like top secret military installations that are maybe privately run by like lockheed martin and skunk works and boeing who aren't really they have like government funding but they're not connected with the military they just have like the best weapons but they're privately owned and operated they probably sell weapons to the military and they do yeah they absolutely do so um, apparently they know how to measure neutrinos and different forms of radiation and light that apparently emerge on some measurable level when there's an extraterrestrial craft materializing hmm. nearby on our planet. 
because they're multi-dimensional like they're not using rocket boosters to get here right uh, you know they're they're using next level tech and i believe it's conscious tech personally that they're actually tuning in with their ship and they're connected with the fractal mapping of the universe and they are just becoming existent in a certain location they don't need to travel there they vibrate to that place within time space reality how much dmt do you have to smoke to uh, get to that level <laughs> that's well, crazy bro. probably not those pens bro you're gonna need to get some real good five meo or some that's deep what powder. i'm telling him yeah he, he's... i got a little buddy we'll talk after the podcast i maybe have some I how do you get to that level some. hypothetically like, i'm not like in your consciousness to be able to to do that like how do so, you involve again that level, all right bro? this sounds i know how this sounds but I, when i was obsessed with meditating one of the coolest things that many cool things have happened but one of the cooler things that i remember and again, I was with my buddy Patrick. Patrick, if you're listening, I'm sorry, bro. I'm putting you on blast. Um, the dude that I was in the Jeep with who was fidgeting when we made contact, he might not even remember this because homeboy would get blitz when we smoked weed. I don't even know if we smoked herb that night, but we were meditating together, and I went so deep in meditation. I, I was vibr Literally, I was just like, I, I thought I was going to leave my body. Like, I just, if you've ever astral projected, it's this weird, like, feeling like you're on a roller coaster and you're about, like, a rocket ship that's about to take off. Like, it gets this, like, rumble, like, and if you start shaking, and it's like, and it can, not always, but it can happen like that. Well, I remember I was having effects like that. I don't entirely remember the meditation, but when I come out of it, I'm still vibrating and I feel completely electrified. Like literally, like I'm getting electrocuted in a sense, but it doesn't hurt. And my, I feel this static charge. This, that's the best way to put it, like a static charge. And I can like mm. feel it, like my hands are far away from my body. I can feel it and I go up to him like, bro, do you feel this? And I run my hands over his arms and all his hairs stand up. It was really fucking cool. Like I was just so, I, I was, yeah, you were lit. Electric, I was singing. Bro. Yeah, it was you're really lit. fucking cool, and I had just gotten to this really deep place of no thought. That's all I can say. And so, mm. of all of this, like for anybody who's like, "Why are you special?" or anything, I'm not. Like I haven't done that in a long time, and there's no way to prove it that I wasn't just completely like on something, which I don't think I was. But I would recommend to anybody who wants to make contact go out under the stars like so many people are quick to be like that's bullshit but how many people go out under the stars you look up there long enough you start to see stuff man yeah and yeah there's satellites that you can get you can get a satellite chart you can know when the space station is going to pass by like there are things that will look weird if you don't look out there very often you're going to see shooting stars you're going to see like meteors you're going to see things that you're maybe not used to seeing and when you first go out you might be like oh i'm seeing like ships all the time i've heard that from people and it's like I don't know. Maybe you just don't know like what, that. There's a lot of activity up there. There are satellites and all types of stuff. Mm. So like open, open up your awareness. To, yeah, go out yeah. there, meditate. If you want to do what I started doing, which is just visualize a line or like an actual laser of light coming out of the top of your head, out of your crown, into the cosmos as like a beacon, like a phone call of love and light, and be like, hey, I'm opening my heart. I'm here to connect. If anybody or anything of a positive frequency wants to connect with me I'm here to connect with you and play and they're not dolphins they're not not that dolphins are like this but they're not zoo pets to, to do tricks for us like think about it like you genuinely want to be an ambassador to earth and you want to make a connection with a civilization that's very advanced and right. in a loving way in a respectful way in an exchange of energy and it's mutually beneficial because you're like closing the gap between earth and these other societies 
to recognize and realize we're not alone and there's beautiful beings that want to make contact. Well, what's what's your opinion on the whole free will thing too, right? Because mm-hmm. like I've heard that all of these different types of beings and energies and entities are out there, but there's like a certain level of, like you guys were kind of talking about it when I got back from going to the bathroom, like like um, like if there were negative entities, like why wouldn't they like already like dominate the planet with like all of their technology and energy and all that? And I think from what I've heard is that there's like a certain level of our own free will um, that is like, it's almost like a barrier or like a quarantine in a sense that's like protecting Earth. And this probably, I mean, we're, we're super down the rabbit hole at I'll, this point. I'll dive into this with you, bro. But, but yeah, I, I want to see where I'll you're at. I want to see where you're at with this because, because yeah, it's like they're there and they want to connect. Um, but like you said, it's they're not like, animals doing flips for us but it's more like it's up to us individually and it's not that you're special either but it's Mm -hmm. that we're all special and we're all special because we're all special but none of us are special at the same time and the fact that we all have access and the ability to do this but it takes us like fully deciding within ourselves that that's what you want to do and actually like making the choice Mm -hmm. and then as soon as you actually make the choice inside yourself that's when things start happening. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Because intention. I want to, I want to bring in a story, something that happened with me. Um, Tori and I actually were, we were at this yoga retreat um, in, in Florida at this ranch, just in the cut, and uh, we were doing this, this freaking crazy yoga shit, breath work, <laughs> awesome stuff for like hour, like ten hours for the day, and it was like nighttime, and we were about to like wrap it up and have dinner and stuff, and. We were, like, out in this field, and we were just, like, I was holding her hands, she was holding mine, and we were, like, spinning around in the grass, and then we, like, fell over, and we were just, like, looking up at the stars, and then all of a sudden, this freaking green orb appeared in the sky and was there, and, like, it was us and a bunch of other people in the field. We were, like, what is that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just, just, like, zoomed away and just disappeared. But it wasn't just wow. us that saw it. And like, I, th- I think it was partly due to the work that we had been doing with, with all the yoga stuff and just opening our, mm. our channel mm-hmm. I'm putting air quotes if, if, since you can't see, but, um, but yeah, bro. And you know, sim- similar experiences like that to where mm. just like, yeah, like I think, I think that there's so much out there and so much available to us, but it's, it's really only available if you're willing to open yourself up to it. And that also goes for the seemingly negative stuff too and that might also be another reason why Mm. like maybe that's why there is like um uh like i don't know like uh what do you you call it like Like subliminal messaging almost like as far as like you think of like dark entities and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um like subliminal messaging and just like things like oh like um abductions and all this shit and like trying to get you to think that like like al- things aliens like, are uh, evil violence and, in movies and all that and yeah and 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 that yeah that's a new story and i don't really know where i was going with that well, but abductions yeah. i do believe do happen yeah and have yeah. happened but they don't necessarily need to be characterized as negative i think that's where like there's a lot of media skewing these experiences yeah. and turning them into like painting them negative when yeah. they weren't necessarily. Could be like an upgrade, right? Do a hundred percent. Have you heard of the Tayuva prophecy? No. So Tayuva? I think it's it's Hayuva or Tayuva prophecy. It's um basically this person that was was visited and abducted. Again, I'm doing the air quotes and then 
they fucking go through all this crazy shit and then they come back and they just wrote a book and they freaking it's out there on the internet you I can just research it yeah, it's like blocked it's it. blocked off you have to like get to it from like searching like you gotta bob and weave mm. in the in the mm. google blocks and all Amazon that shit isn't selling it. um they might be but okay. like it's pricey it's pricey it if you can't find it. it but um I think there might be a free PDF somewhere. <laughs> uh, sorry, bro. We, we support you, but might uh, you know, we're we're just some kids, so we might have to go look that up and verify if it's worth buying. But yeah, I mean, just like the whole. Um, I heard a dripping noise. Yeah. The just the whole abduction thing, you know, and like the upgrades and stuff like that. And I never read it, but I heard from a good friend who read it, and like that was like a big step in there, like extraterrestrial awakening and stuff like that and then there was another thing I wanted to ask you just like what's your opinion on like channeling and like there's people out there who have like said that they've come into contact and they've had contact with ETs and then mm-hmm. they share that info with people and like what, what do you think about that is there anything that yeah I would recommend everybody at least give it a chance if you're open to this type of thing which maybe you're not but at least listen to it even skeptically Bashar uh, Bashar is being channeled by Daryl Anka and I mean, that was another thing that right after the UFO contact, not right after, but shortly after, it was first Dr. Stephen Greer, and then not long after Bashar, I started listening to this being who's being channeled through Daryl Anka, and I won't explain the whole thing because it's just too much, but you can look it up and you can easily find out who mm-hmm. Bashar is, and is basically he's, if you wanna call him like a contact specialist who has been designated by his own choice to make contact via channeling with us to help, again, bridge the gap and make it easier for us to remember who we are and the fact that we're not alone and that our ancestry goes far beyond the lineage of the, mm-hmm. you know, the fish monkey out of the sea yeah. and into the stars. That's a great recommendation, yeah. I feel like. And see if it resonates with you. Do it you- resonates with me. Do you channel like with your free will? Is that what you're doing with your music? Do you feel like yeah, you really tap that's what into the... about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's more ego oriented stuff. Like when I was having some heartache at, at fall of last year, I made a bunch of breakup songs and things of that nature. And there's more root chakra energy of like the fear, rejection, abandonment, all those things come through. And it was really cathartic to get to rap about things that just were going on emotionally and are more relatable. But a lot of times I am getting into the etheric stuff that's coming through. You can't help it. When you're freestyling, it is channeling. Like, unless you've pre-formulated something to say, it just comes out of you when you're really in the zone. I feel like all three of us, I've been witness to you guys doing it. When you're really in the zone and things just tumble out of your mouth mm-hmm. before you realize it. And they can be lower frequency and it can be fun and it can be bitches and hoes or it can go into like some really deep dope shit too can you yeah. freestyle for us before we end the show i can yeah, yeah are we ending it now or no i'm just saying i know you point. said you had well, limited time yeah it's 5:46. yeah this might actually be pretty good, good time, time yeah, yeah. Let's, if you guys are cool with this that. was really good though i'm mm-hmm. uh i just want to say thank you for coming bro and opening up your channel thank you and uh, same thank you letting for having some light me. shine through mm-hmm. because i think that's going to be really good i'm feeling super inspired to make contact um, just in my own life. I would love to do it with you guys. I was, I was going to say, the more people that come yeah. together, it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. an exponential, like if we really are all fabrics of the universe, you know, yeah, yeah. beings, portals of light, 
why not put a couple of them together and make it a spot? I wanted to um, with you guys too. I felt called to do some like chanting or like some. Do you want to ohm? As maybe it doesn't have to be now, but maybe if we you know okay. if we do this thing, post pod, like, yeah, post pod, or, or we do the thing with the contact, we can do some. Does that help at all? Yeah. Like some sound vibration. Does that help with like raise your frequency or make your feels like it does more open to anything at all? I also want but. to recommend um, something that I thought about. Sorry to kind no, of go, cut you off no, there. I just it. want to say before I forget, um, the law of one material. I know I talked to you about it before. Dude. We we read some together. Yeah, you had literally like read some chapters to me. Yeah, so that was really nice. I, I was just remembering that. So it's this material that is also some like channeled work. Um, I'm not gonna go super into it, but that I know is available for free online, and that is some fucking. That's some high grade shit, bro. The super scientific. Um, some of it's like verifiable with scientific instruments and math and you know physics and all that stuff, but. They go really deep into a lot of um, extraterrestrial stuff, a lot of like cultural phenomena, and just um, just like the nature of reality itself and um, history a little bit. History, yeah. yeah. And so it's it's deep. It's like a five book series of these channeling sessions between these people and this this group of ETs called Ra, and um, it's really good. So. Um, if you feel called to that, definitely look look nice. into that and check that out. I just wanted to throw that. I also yeah. want to mention that the whole Council of Lit was a, a channel too, as well that just came through from like, uh, I know this is kind of like off topic, but since it's like on the topic of channeling, mm-hmm. and that's like why we're also just even here today talking, you know, doing this, and so that's like an example of having like a a mental download of some sort based upon your free will to be open to something and how, how it can actually physically manifest into this reality. I think that's Super really, cool. really cool yeah. that a channel can actually affect your reality in hopefully a positive way. So it's, I'm glad that all that stuff came up today. I'm excited. There's no limits to what you guys can do. And I know that it's just the wave is going to continue to pick up speed mm-hmm. and momentum. And you guys have gotten on just in time. That's you, bro. So let's, you, man, I've been listening to music all day, bro. I want to hear some freestyle. Can we freestyle. put a beat on yeah, for you? What do you want? Or you just uh, want to go dry? I could go acapella or with a beat. I don't know how loud. Would you guys want to freestyle with me? We could all do like a couple lines real quick. I don't know, bro. I'm not sure. I could do like a, a little acapella. Or unless you'd rather we put on a beat. I could beatbox for you. I have one of your beats that you sent me just uh, on the phone. Does that work? Did I send you a pure instrumental? I think you did. I'm not sure. Let me check it well, out. So How will you that would, sound if we play that? That's what the I was mic? wondering. It probably won't sound that good. Loud. No. Yeah, I could just do a little acapella, just off the top, or if you want beatbox. Do a little. The the tough. What can be challenging about rapping and beatboxing for me or freestyling is I'm so melodically oriented. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of what I ride or strings and like things like that. I'm I not. I I want to get more into percussion though. Okay. And All right. I just have this beat. Be dope if you had your ukulele, bro. Yeah, or your guitar. Do, do you have one in here, bro? Do you have an uke, bro? I, you know... That would be a... I actually lost my guitar. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, I had this dream that it was stolen from the back of my truck. I think I had it in my truck, and then... And it was. And I, I woke <laughs> up the next day, and it was gone. Dude, that's another thing. When we have more time, I've had so many dreams come true. Same. Like, like where I wrote them down. Not like deja vu, where, like, you for legit are like, no, I dream this, and then it comes to pass. Dude, I've, I've had dreams that I dreamed the night before, and then it literally plays out exactly the same God, the next isn't day. Isn't that so cool? It's 
it's scarily exciting. This is the future. You we're, can meet people. You can meet people in the dream eyes. state too. I've noticed like uh, past, like loved ones or people who've passed yes. or people who are present in your life that you're still doing work with or you, you can like communicate through. That's so I don't beautiful. know. That's just me. I don't know. I have too, man. But yeah, I've met with my dad, people that I cared about, and whether it's subconscious or not, like it feels real. I remember coming out of it being like, that was just as real as this. It's crazy. Dream work. All right, do you mm. want to beat or what do you want, bro? I'll just I'll do like a quick little sweet. Just so yeah, maybe channel. in the future when we've got headphones and stuff, uh -huh. we'll know like how how loud something is in comparison if we're playing a beat. Yeah, and we could do something like that. But I'm down your, to just I have do your a little hop hop indie instrumental. Nah, that. bro, so I can't freestyle. That, that one's like a little bit too hard. Yeah. yeah, that's that's too much. I really man. like these songs you sent me too. By the way, I hope you uh, get them up. Dude. Thanks, they're, bro. They're, they're yeah, I, I right. appreciate it, and I look cool, forward bro. to putting them out soon. You're getting better. Well, all right. Well, yeah, all let's space. let's just say thank you to all the Council of Lit members for tuning in yet again. Um, we do this all for you. Thank you, AZ, for coming on. Mm, thank and, you for um, having me. Yeah, just um, stay tuned, stay lit, and uh, AZ's going to kiss it goodbye with a little bit of uh, acapella freestyle for you all. So here you go. Thank you. And before I go, do, um, do you, Wolfgang, or you, Kaylee, want to give me a word to start with? Something that's like a couple syllables or extraterrestrial. Okay. All right. Let's do extraterrestrial. <laughs> Just keep it on brand. Okay. Perfect. Mm. Hmm. We'll just lighten the sage. Let's get the. Uh... Get the. <laughs> oh, that's how we'll do it. <laughs> dude, fucking dude. Do you want to try beatboxing too? Okay. Okay. Here we go. One, like kind of not too fast. One. Mm. All right. <laughs> I'm an extrasexual lover of the extraterrestrial. Sometimes highly intellectual. Other times I feel like I'm less infectual. Cause I want to infect the mind in the process. Trying to find who I am, but I'm more spotless than the Loch Ness. Every day I look to the stars and I meditate. Feeling so good, dropping bars on people who need to elevate. I want to find elation, using my imagination. Dropping off pros and flows and helping people understand that they could expose all the types of jubilation. Deep within the inner chasm of who they are. Looking at the orgasm of who I am as I shine like a star. Ready to embrace, loving the weed that I taste. Every day is beautiful, I deep breathe and I'm ready to face. All the mirrors and the fears and the things deep within. Feeling like I gotta just grin and let it all go as I steer towards my twin. Running with the flame, gunning through the same. Old shit I used to do before I realized it's heaven to the name. I let go of it all, open up the vein with a little love before I stall I want to splash, I want to emerge I want to love myself, puff puff pass I'm here to splurge, thanks for being here This is a podcast, do observe wow. Word Damn Thank you for beatboxing, appreciate you That helped there, that was good Yeah, that was nice, I, was, I think I was super off time But it was still nice I, to have somebody else that doing was really, something That was really on time, bro I okay. mean, just, in the, just in the nick of time well, hey, bro. Thanks again. Yeah, Fucking man. love you, dude. Oh, I good love to you see guys. You. Thanks You're for having man, me. Yeah. Beautiful yes. souls. Council of Lit members, stay lit. Um, love life and uh, hallelujah. <laughs>